Hello everyone, good evening. My name is Ade Joke Agoron, for those who do not know me. And it's a pleasure being with you again on this edition of um, the Real Talk series. And today we'll be talking about um, how to overcome lust and setting boundaries and standards in relationships, right? Okay, so before we start, I would like to say a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege to hear you. We thank you for the privilege to be alive, to be gathered here today. Father, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Father, we pray for all trends for the facilitator for tonight. Father, we ask that you speak through her. You speak your heart through her. In the name of Jesus, we pray that... At the end of today, Lord, every word that is spoken to us, Lord, we we cause a transformation in our lives in the name of Jesus. That we will not just be hearers alone, but we will be doers of the word in the name of Jesus. We pray that, I pray that my thoughts and my emotions and everything that I put into speaking today, that the Holy Spirit takes charge of it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for we know you have heard us in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. so today like i said earlier we'll be talking about um how to overcome lust in our relationship right like really how to just enjoy your life in this relationship and not be struggling with temptations here and there and falling into temptations here and there every time and just feeling this dissatisfaction feeling this this um this um bad feeling that um you're not living you're not pleasing god and really it, it it feels like if it's beyond you it feels like if it is beyond you you really want to just have peace and like be in a relationship and and you know be peaceful and i really can relate to you and i can relate to this situation i understand to an extent or to a large extent how you feel about this because you know like i always say or like i often say we are all in this together so i'm not um, coming to you like somebody that has achieved it i'm in the process of achieving it so i'm just taking some steps and doing some things just as god has um, taught me to and really i'm just here to share those with you just as he has um, just as he has led me to so i'm not i'm not saying that i have i'm the person that is the most sexually pure and um perfect person right no i'm not saying that i'm telling you that we are all in this together and we are all making we're all um going through the process together so you know just like a week ago someone sent me a question and now um, i'll read it out for us someone said sexuality is not an identity issue that it is merely a necessity do you disagree do you think people have sex because they cannot help it therefore they are guilty of sex crimes or because they only seek an outlet to quench their urge and yet if this is so is rape a necessity for the rapist or an identity issue and i answered this question by saying that well because basically the person was asking if um if it was really if it's really possible to live above sexual sins because it says that um, do you think people can have sex because they cannot help it i know that somehow somehow some of us have gotten to that point where we feel that we really cannot help it we really cannot help it we feel that um 
it's really above us and you know that is what lost is lost is a strong sexual desire is a strong sexual desire is um, a, a desire to please the flesh to please your your selfish desire like to just want to do what your body wants what your body wants what your body is craving that is what's lost the lust of the flesh is and that is what we're talking about today and so i told the person that i do not agree that it is impossible that it is impossible to, for us to live above sexual sin because if it was so or if it were so the bible would not have said that we should not fornicate so you know that if it is not possible and god is saying that we should not fornicate it makes him look like a, a wicked god somehow like you know just let's think of it how can you say god you are the one that we are all serving we are the one that we all believe in so how can you say that we should not um commit sexual sins how can you say we should not have sex before marriage when you knew it was that it would be impossible do you can you just imagine if um can you just imagine that like is, is it even possible for god to do such a thing I want to believe that you agree with me that it's impossible so you know what we're going to try to we're going to unravel this whole thing and get to the root of this issue using the scriptures because it started with the scriptures right the whole thing of um, committing sexual sin in fact the whole the whole idea of it be, being a sin self is the fact that it's, a, it's in the bible and god is against it god does not want us to um, fornicate and so if if we're going to find out how it is possible we may not be able to get so far using just our own mindset and using putting two plus two which i believe is what most of us have been doing already and saying that okay i'll not go to his house and um will not see on these days in these places those things are great those things are great i mean setting boundaries like that and um being self-disciplined like that those things are great but beyond that there are other things that that we need to put in place there are other things that are necessary for us to be able to live really really live above the lust of the flesh so about the first subtopic which is um, how to overcome the lust of the flesh how to overcome lust out overcome lust i believe we understand it to mean that how we can live above sexual sins in our relationship how we can live above sexual sin and just live a life that is pleasing to god live a life of sexual purity right and so i'll start with reading john chapter 16 verse 33 it says i have told you this thing so that in me you have perfect peace in the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering but be courageous be confident be filled with joy i have overcome the world my conquest is accomplished and my victory is abiding so jesus was talking to his disciples here and he said that he, he told them a number of things before this which was that he was living and that he would send the holy spirit and that he's telling them a number of all of these things he said in the scripture so that they will have peace because their their future is sure there's nothing to worry about and so we have this peace also like i mean all of us here to 
for those of us that are Christians because of we believe in Jesus. We believe that Jesus died on the cross for us and rose on the third day. We believe um, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? And so this is how this scripture applies to us. So um, next I'll read Galatians chapter 3 verse 3, which says... um, Apostle Paul here was addressing the Galatians and he said, Are you so foolish and senseless? Having begun your new life by faith with the Spirit, are you now being perfected and reaching spiritual maturity by the flesh, that is by your own works and effort to keep the law? To keep the law. And so, you know, when Jesus died for us, when Jesus died on the cross, he nailed sin to the cross and he made a public spectacle of it like we read in the scripture so it means that he, he, we, we are now able to live above sin we're not able to live above sin we are not we're not um, under sin anymore we are above sin we are victorious we live a victorious life and these things are things of the spirit these things are things that we come into because of the fact that we believe in Jesus we believe that we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus and so it's not because of the fact that we also died on the cross no it's because of the fact that we believe and it's a spiritual thing and so in Galatians chapter 3 Apostle Paul was um, addressing the Galatians and he was telling them that um, after you have believed that Jesus died and then you have believed these things why are you now trying to live a perfect life let me say based on what we are saying what we are talking about now about living um, above sexual sin to so say that why are you now trying to live above sexual sin by um, calculating by putting things together in your head and just join a chart and saying that okay today I'm going to do this I'm not going to do this I'm going to do this I'm not going to why are you trying to fix things by yourself why don't you rely on the Holy Spirit to help us it says are you now being perfected and reaching spiritual maturity by the flesh so that tells us one thing right it tells us that to to be able to live above the lust of the flesh we need to attain spiritual maturity that is it we need to attain spiritual maturity i'll say in a sentence starve the flesh and feed the spirit starve the flesh and feed the spirit you know i know of the other things like of the of a number of other things that we can all do which is something that we even part of what we already have done we already have applied and then it has not really gotten us anywhere alone that's that simple that simple um, principle which is you can just say that okay i would not sleep over in my partner's house i would not um we would not have sex chats and you just draw the lines you just do all those things you set boundaries you will not you will watch out for your triggers and say that okay i would make sure that i do not um I do not allow this to happen because I know that when I dress in this kind of way or when I wear these clothes or when I do these things, it tends to arouse my boyfriend or it tends to arouse my girlfriend and then we commit this sexual sin and we have some of us have applied all those things in one way or the other and then we still find ourselves back to the same position. And so we are what I am here to do today is to help you to find a better way to do it see 
if you starve the flesh and feed the spirit just like i will be explaining shortly you will probably still have to do the part of the same things that you've been doing on your own and trying to fix this whole thing but then you'll be doing it in a greater understanding you'll be doing it in a different way you'll be doing it in a different way you'll be doing it in much more accuracy than you were doing it before you have much more to hold on to you have much more to guide you in your decisions you have much more to help you because really the scripture says it's not by power it's not by might but by the spirit so there's really there's really so much more to overcoming and living above the flesh than just deciding and just saying that okay i don't want to do this thing because i tell you when you begin to feel this lust of the flesh when this strong sexual desire begins to well up within you it takes much more than sometimes it takes much more than just applying um, your principles and saying that okay maybe i would not think about it i would not um, i would do something else to keep myself busy it takes much more than that to actually be able to achieve your desired results sometimes to actually be able to live above these things to actually be able to really 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 overcome it takes much more than this because if it didn't some of us that have had have fallen into these sexual sins would not have fallen into it the way we did so just to refresh our memories we're talking about this issue quote and unquote that god created when he said that okay we should not fornicate and we all feel guilty we all tend to feel guilty whenever we commit sexual sins and we're talking about how we can actually do what god has said we should do based on scriptural um scriptural references how we can really do it and just you know live up to expectations so i said earlier that you starve the flesh and feed the spirit you starve the flesh and feed the spirit you starve the flesh and feed the spirit you know for some of us what we have been doing is starving the flesh alone and there has to be a balance for us to be able to achieve the desired results there has to be a balance some of us have been starving the flesh alone you have been starving the flesh by setting rules setting boundaries and saying that um okay if we're going to date we're not going to have sex if you're going to be in this relationship together don't um don't come to my house when i'm home alone or you just set boundaries like that we don't go to anybody's house and spend the night together no sleepovers and then you just set those boundaries and that is like you trying to starve the flesh because you know that this is what your body wants you know that okay when you are in this position with this person that you love so much you really cannot help yourself and you try to find a way out of that situation you try to find a way that you will not be in that situation and those things are helpful and those things i believe are the things that we have been applying and that is and that is like not um all of what we need to do that is just like 50 percent of what we need to do to achieve the best result to achieve god's desired result for us so we starve the flesh and feed the spirit talking about feeding the spirit i'll read um galatians chapter 5 verse 16 it says but i say walk habitually in the holy spirit one walk habitually in the holy spirit two seek him and three 
be responsive to his guidance one is what walk habitually in the holy spirit walk habitually in the holy spirit two seek him and three be responsive to his guidance so we're talking about how to feed our spirits right because we already know how to starve our flesh where a number of us we're talking about how to feed our spirit man by walking habitually in the holy spirit so how do you walk habitually in the holy spirit so our first point to um, living in spiritual maturity and living above the lust of the flesh is walking habitually in the spirit walking habitually in the spirit i assume that if i go into a house now and somebody wants to say that okay i am um, they ask that okay where's joke you say that joke is in the house but because i did not tell you that okay i'll be in one of the rooms in the house you enter the house and you look for me in all the rooms you just keep looking for me around in the rooms there so when we're talking about walking habitually in the spirit it's a total package it's a total package it's not limited to maybe only when you go to church it's not limited to when you have special programs it's not limited to when you have special encounters in church it's not limited to all of those things it has to be something that is done habitually it has to be something that is done habitually says habitually means that you have made a habit of it and how do you make a habit of something something that you do consistently it's something that you you always 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 do they say someone is a coke addict because i mean um coca-cola um, the drink <laughs> someone is a coke addict because the person takes coke like maybe like two bottles every day so it has to be something that you do just like you take two bottles of coke every day and what do you feed your spirit with you feed your spirit with spiritual food you spirit, feed your spirit with spiritual food spend time reading the bible I mean, all of these things I'm sharing with us today are because, okay, I opened my Bible, I was led to read these scriptures, and then I opened my Bible and I found these things. Some of us have, have been, we've kept our Bibles away from us. Our lives have been so busy that we do not even know these things. We do not even have time to, we never spend time with our Bibles to be able to even find out these things. Secondly, we pray. You spend time praying. I remember a particular time when I I was I think I was preparing for something I had something I was working on at that time and a certain th- thought just kept coming to my mind and I kept hearing it was so bad you know you know something about this um, lust of the flesh this strong sexual desire is that it just keeps it just keeps coming it's not something that comes and leaves it's something that the thought keeps coming to you the thought um, keeps coming to you and then you until somehow you give in or you just deal with it sometimes you resist the thought like you're like oh god i'm not doing this and then you maybe plug in your um, plug your ears and you're listening to music or you do other practical things and then once you are done like this it comes back so there was this particular day that i was um i was preparing for something very very important and all of a sudden i just started imagining a kissing scene and then I was just thinking of kissing, kissing, and kissing. And it was so disgusting that, like, it was almost like if um, somebody was kissing in my head. And so, like, it was just so disturbing. It was just so disturbing. And each time the, the thought came the first time, I shook my head. I'm like, no. Then it came the second time, and I was like, no. 
Then the third time, I, I started praying in the Holy Ghost. And as I kept praying in the Holy Ghost, whenever I stopped, it would come again. And I would pray in the Holy Ghost. The more I prayed in the Holy Ghost, I could not hear those um, thoughts in my I could not feel those thoughts in my head. I mean, what's the proper English now? I couldn't I couldn't feel it, right? The more I prayed in the Holy Ghost. So do it habitually you do it habitually you make a habit of it okay i'll take the second and the third point together it says seek his face that's the second one and then the third one says that be responsive to his guidance be responsive to his guidance so seek his face you're asking him questions you're telling him that god i really want to do this thing i really want to live for you and i, I don't know this thought just keep coming I mean, I didn't want to do what I did yesterday, but I tried so much. I tried so much, but I don't know what happened. Maybe you knew what happened, <laughs> but like, but then I don't. I don't know. I could. I just couldn't control myself, and I find myself doing this. And then you're asking God questions. You're asking God questions. That is like a stage. That is another stage in this process of living above the flesh. But there's a part that is connected to it, which is being responsive to his guidance, being responsive to his guidance. And I'll tell you the truth. You may not find it convenient when he tells you that, okay, what you're going to do about this is to, he could actually tell you to fast. He could actually tell you to fast. He could actually tell you to not go to certain places. It could tell you to read a book. It could tell you, but the most important thing is that you need to be responsive. You need to be responsive. You need to be sensitive. Like when you're asking questions, you know that you are expecting answers. Don't be like those people that will just come and tell God that God, like if someone is praying for admission now, you're asking God questions like what's going on? And you just kneel down and pray and get up and leave and not bother to. I mean, you're asking God a question. He is he, listening to you. You should wait for an answer at least. You should bear it in mind that, okay, I asked God this question. I should be expecting an answer. So you should be sensitive in your spirit. So it's very important as you seek the face of God, as you make... um. As you spend time feeding your spirit, like make it a habit, you are also responsive to his guidance because it will not make any sense. It will not make any meaning if you do the first two and you refuse to do the last one. You refuse to obey. You refuse to be yielding. You refuse to be willing to do what he says you should do. You refuse to speak to the people he says you should speak to. You refuse to just take the steps he's telling you to take. It will, it will, it will just be a whole a whole mess a whole mess it will be a whole mess at the end okay finally on this subtopic of living above the lust of the flesh i read james chapter 4 verse 7 to 10 it says so let god work his will in you yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper say a quiet yes to god and it will be there in no time quit dabbling in sin purify your inner life quit playing the field hit bottom and cry your eyes out the phone and games are over get serious really serious get down on your knees before the master it is the only way you will get on your feet it's enough of dabbling in sin enough of dabbling in sexual sins and you know you can do this if you submit to the leadership of the holy spirit if you allow the holy spirit guide you you can't do this it won't be that hard it's not unrealistic it's not impossible it is very possible if you allow the holy spirit guide you if you allow the holy spirit to lead you
I know how terrible it can be when these thoughts keep coming to your mind. When these thoughts keep coming to your mind, this scripture actually, if you read it in, um, if you read it in other versions, NIV says, "Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and you'll flee from you." What I usually tell people is that when you have these thoughts in your mind, do not, do not shun the devil in your mind. Say it out loud. Shun the devil out loud. If he's saying that, okay, you should probably go and have sex with your with this guy today. You should probably go and do this today. You should probably go and commit this particular sexual sin today. Say it out loud to him that you are not that person. You are not the sexually immoral person. You are not his slave. You are not subject to whatever he says, and you will not do it. But then you need to do this submitting to the Lord, relying on God to help you, relying on the power of the Holy Spirit to make it easy for you. Okay, and there's something I always tell people when I try to encourage them to take certain decisions in life. I say that you need to have a strong reason why you are taking that decision. You need to know why you are taking the decision. So beyond the fact that you don't feel good after having um, sex with your partner outside marriage, beyond the fact that you don't feel good after committing several sexual sins, there's also the part where you know that it is a sin and you know the scripture says that people that commit this sin will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You also know that you cannot ever get into spiritual maturity by dabbling in sin you remain a babe forever you remain a child forever but we're not supposed to remain children forever you're supposed to grow into sonship you're supposed to go into a level in god where you where you where you have this relationship with god that you, you you're not going every day and apologizing for committing sexual sins right so you need to have a strong reason so if you're going to know if you know that okay for me the reason is that the fact that i know that it hurts god and i just can't bear it i just feel bad it just feels it just feels really bad you know when you are thinking that when um it's just like you're in a relationship with somebody and the person says you should not do something and then you do that thing and the person finds out and you keep doing it and you claim to love that person and you know the person loves you you know you're hurting the person sometimes you cannot even look into the person's face because you know that i've done this thing again and this person is, is not good on this person it's not good on this person and so for me it was the fact that i felt that oh this thing i'm hurting god doing all of these things it's a sin and and i cannot just continue like this i cannot continue like this i have to stop i have to stop and so essentially when the going gets tough when when you are faced with after making this decision today and you are saying that okay i will apply everything i've learned today and let's see how it goes when you are faced with this with the reality of the situation you remember the reason you decided to walk on this journey and i pray that it helps you to remain with your decision and not change your mind and that is why it is very important to have a strong reason beyond the fact that okay it's just it's, i just don't feel good within me beyond that beyond that okay so um on the second subtopic which is about setting boundaries and um, standards in our relationship i know most of us are already aware of a lot of things we already have our standards and our boundaries in our minds for some people is the fact that setting boundaries like we cannot have sex before marriage which is what most young girls say most young ladies say rather 
and um, there's also the standard of the fact that okay for men she has to be a good cook she has to be for some people will say she has to be great in bed for some people will say she has to um he has she has to be beautiful and um, he has to have a good job being handsome and all of those things but beyond this beyond this i want us to take into consideration what the bible says in first peter chapter 3 it says it was the same with the holy women who lived long ago and followed god they made themselves beautiful in that same way they were willing to serve their husbands i read um verse 4 which is before them verse 5 it says no your beauty should come from inside you the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that beauty will never disappear it is worth very much to god it is worth very much to god like this is you know when we had our last um, session when we talked about relationships and then we talked about ephesians chapter 5 you know we mentioned things like um, submissiveness being respectful and all of those things and then i i opened to first peter and it's still talking about the same thing but taking it in notch eye and saying that okay um you need to also be beautiful inside it's not really about the physical beauty and this goes for men too so i'm saying that beyond the standards that we set we all have our standards already so i'm not here to tell you what standard to set and what standard to not set but the most important thing the most important thing just like i just read which i said that um your beauty should come from inside you the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that beauty will never disappear it is worth very much to god so what what you have inside the kind of your the posture of your heart the kind of things you have inside you the character you have the real person you are beyond the everything that people are seeing physically beyond the physical standards is worth very much to god is what is important right is what is important and so as we set our standard as we set our boundaries we should take these things also into consideration because if we look at it if we look through the bible when the bible talks about marriage and the things that we're supposed to do it doesn't talk about it doesn't mention that we should um there's no part where it mentions all of these things that we normally set our standards which are things like them having being handsome having a good job there's nothing wrong in all of those things those things are important but i am saying that along with these things please let us remember to consider the fact that this person has a good character this person based on god's standard based on scriptural standards this person is is compatible with you right this person is compatible with you Okay, so, and we have come to the end of our class for today. I hope you learned something new. And I hope that everything that you have learned, you put into practice. We're not hearers alone, but doers of the word. We have not come here to waste our time. We have not just wasted your time listening to all of this. It's more important that you put it into practice and put it into your life and start working on it. I see God helping us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you.